Mirsan, konnichiwa. Welcome to Jin Japan podcast, and today we're going to continue our talk about Isan Jingyu, and in particular, we're going to talk about the dogs. Well, dogs what used to go to Isan Jingyu on a pilgrimage. So you probably know the very, very, very famous dog in Japan, the Shibuya Hachiko. Sort of guard dog who sat there waiting for his owner. And well, the other really famous dog in Japan, probably right now, the Doe dog, Kabosu. But before the modern age, the sort of Shiba Inu in Japan was extremely popular. And there was this Okage Inu, which sort of the image what people saw. The sort of the heartwarming story about like dogs. So in today's episode of Jin Japan, I want to talk a little bit about these Okage Inu. So enjoy. So, Isa Jingu is one of the most important shrines in Japanese Shinto. It's one of the main gods in shrine that I'm telling them. Oh my god, the sun god. And you also have, I can't remember the name off my head, but the god of crops as well there. That's in Gegu and then Naigu, the main sort of shrine. And it has Amaterasu somewhere. This is sort of like the mecca of Japanese Shinto, where, well, people, well, they still go now. It's like the once in a lifetime trip you have to make. It's like your religion, it's your life, it's your culture. It's the one place you gotta go to like give you a thanks to the gods what all the creatures they've given to you and life and especially for sun and crops well in the sort of medieval period japan that's like the most important thing right sunlight and food ah you have that you're fine and this led to a very interesting culture in the edo period what's from the 16th century to the late 18th century japan and this is sort of a pilgrimage, like everyone in Edo kind of wants life to take. If you don't know where Edo is, that's modern day Tokyo. So this is the once in a lifetime trip people would take. And there was a big series of booms, big like pilgrimage groups, like tourism everyone goes around. There's a big sort of tourism culture. Like lots of streets, lots of food. Like they're still, they're still there today. Some of the original shops and some of the little food was great. So you should go and visit Isajingu. But not everyone could have done this trip. You're old, you're weak, you come sick. Quite often, people couldn't go. Because it's not the modern age, Edo period Japan. Traveling, well, you could lose your life. It's weather, cold, it's long. Like, like nowadays, if you want to go over Tokyo to Ise, you can probably get a Shinkansen, get some trains, get there in like a few hours. Like, get there less than six hours. Like, I would say four hours probably. I can't remember my head. But it doesn't take long. But in the Edo period, that trip is going to take two weeks. And then we'll go back as well. So it's like a whole month. Maybe. So it's a long, long trip. So this has come the story of the Akaki Inu. So, one of the original ones. I don't know which one was the first one, it's quite hard to tell. But one of them is modern day Fukushima Prefecture. So, like above Tokyo, not Fukushima where the nuclear reactor was, but more 
in land because Fukushima's more than just a seaside place where I had the nuclear reaction. There's a lot more there. So you should go. But there was this one Eno called Shiro. And one and his sort of owners, they used to go every year on this pilgrimage. But one year they felt sick. And they couldn't go. But Shiro went instead. He had a little necktie, a little thing down around his head saying, Almighty Toka, <laughs> I had a little written on, written on it, say, Ojingo Almighty, Isajingo Almighty. So Isajingo, like Almighty, so it's like you're going to the shrine with like some food, some money, like wrapped around his neck, and going on the way to the path. Because people coming through, they see this dog and they're like, oh. Is there a dog there? Like, it's a dog! Oh, it's going to the shrine! Whoa! Like, people are like, helping out this dog on the way. <laughs> like, all these heartwarming stories about this, this cute dog just going to the shrine. You probably get a shock. Like, this is not modern times, right? This is like Edo period Japan. You don't normally see like a dog on its own. Because you probably do what's well, not a stray dog. This dog had a purpose. It was going to Isajingu. Didn't know how, it's unclear, but it got there. Shiro made it to Isajingu, and in about two months on the trip, so he returned home unharmed. And the pretty owners were just like, oh my god, whatever. <laughs> like, where did you go? <laughs> like, he made it back safe, like, ah. And what? Kage Inu is like that sort of thanks. Like, if I can't go, someone goes in my place, like Kodai, like Daiden, like someone does out to you, someone does it for you. In this case, dogs, because in Edo period, there was lots and lots of dogs. More about that in some other episodes. Got back, it's quite funny. So, this led to sort of culture of Okagi-Inu getting born, this sort of story kind of heartwarmed the hearts of other people, and then from there, it's supposedly said that this culture sort of boomed, and you often see dogs on the road with these sort of uh, little, you know, I remember my voice is gone, you see dogs on the road to Isajingu with like, Oshingo Almighty, just written on little, written on a little card, on their neck, and they would go on their way. <laughs> I actually see this in some ukiyo-e. So ukiyo-e, the Japanese sort of floating world art style. And it's a very famous sort of art pieces to do the road from Tokyo to Kyoto. And there was a lot of pieces taking this. And this is one of the main sort of routes you would take if you want to go to Ise. Because you just cross off on modern-day Nagoya, and then we would cross from there, and then go to Ise. So you see lots of these dogs in ukiyo-e art. For these pilgrimages, it's quite cool. Like, it's actually, you can see it in the art, you can see it in the culture. This is actually a real thing because you see them stories, you're just like, hmm, is that actually true or not? It's hard to tell sometimes, right? But sadly, this culture kind of died when we got to the Meiji period of Japan. That was the end of the Edo period. In let me just get my head 1883, but I may be wrong if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is sort of when Japan is kind of embracing Western culture, and the sort of amount of dogs Japan had 
kind of cut down because a lot of them were strays, a lot of them were sort of ragged dogs. So kind of the Japanese dog culture, especially the Shiba Inu sort of breed, kind of took a hit in the population, like really bad. And then they started bringing in other dogs, like westernized dogs. And this sort of dog culture of selling dogs to Isajingu kind of died out. What's pretty sad. But if you go to Isajingu today, and especially when you go to Naigu, no, yeah, Naigu was one of the main ones where Amatulu's Omigoto is enshrined. There is a place called Ogake Yokicho, Okage Street, like Okage, thanks, like Okage Inu. And this is the sort of main shopping street, or Omiyagi shop, the gift shop streets, World War for Edo, originally there. And people would go in and they'd get all the food and stuff. And there's lots of Japanese, like, souvenirs of these dogs are. So you can get little chocolate bars, little cookies, little omakuji toka, like omiyagi toka, <laughs> when I'm going to Japanese, like omamori, like little amulets with these little dogs on. And that's also something I looked up as well. If you do bring your dog, this is probably only Japanese, because if you're a tourist, you can't bring a dog to Japan. Probably not. But if you are Japanese and you own a dog, you can actually take your dog with you on the shrine. They can't enter the shrine, sadly, but but the security guards just outside, there's a place you can go in and register. You can They can hold your dog for you. <laughs> Amazing. You can visit the shrine with your dog. <laughs> Isajingu, everyone. Isajingu, minasan. If you do come to Japan, it's one place I highly recommend you visit. And I've done previous blog posts, previous episode on Isajingu. Please check that out if you want to learn more, because it's a magical place you should go if you come to Japan. It's like no other shrine in Japan. It's just. Ah, oh, it's amazing. Isajingu, minasan, almighty good to say. Hi. It's good. And end there. And the next time, we may talk a little bit more about Issa Jingri, but it's a little announcement that, well, from tomorrow, I am becoming like a nomad. Oh, yeah. So I'm only traveling around Japan a lot more. I'm going to make this podcast more regular, more about traveling Japan. Not so much about cultural things now and then, but we can get more regular content about me traveling to places a bit more day-to-day stuff like i traveled here did this blah 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 and if you have any places you're interested in japan let me know anywhere you can find this podcast the Jin japan podcast like if you've got any requests anything you're interested in japan hit me up and i can do a podcast about it because i would be happy to help you and if you have any places you want to visit japan and want to know a little bit more some tips would have for me that'd be a great suggestion as well so if you like this podcast you like my voice <laughs> please listen to the rest of them that'd be great if you like this content like stuff about isa jingu want to go please next time you come to japan hit out Isa Jingu, when you come to Japan. Ooh, Minasan, Sagamari Kids Kizere, Arigatamashita! Jiyana! Click, 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 click! Off button, doko!